Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Andy. Hey, Patrick. You're back. I'm back. You Tempor- are temporarily back. <laughs> what do you mean temporarily back? <laughs> I lost in the last two weeks, Andy. I've lost two things in my life. Really? Yeah. I lost a tooth, the L14, just L14. for dentists who listen. Mm hmm. And then I lost uh, you as a Canopy employee, as a, as a co-worker. That's right. We no longer are co-workers. That's right. I left Canopy. This is the <laughs> truth. You you lost me as um, a co-worker. Co-worker, You yes. didn't lose me as a co-host. No. Which is and hopefully thing. not a friend, but that we'll see. I we'll thought, see how I that goes. I thought that was just <laughs> without saying. I mean, were we ever really? I don't know. <laughs> Well, maybe we should figure that out right now. Should we define the relationship? What are we doing here, Patrick? I don't know. I don't know, man. Is this, is this really the platform we should do this in? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I think we're. I think we're more than acquaintances, Andy. Uh, I think I there's agree. a friendship here. I don't know at what level if it's healthy or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's definitely, definitely a friendship here. Otherwise, you wouldn't come back to Canopy. Yeah. To the old recording studio. I wouldn't. I would not be here and record this podcast today. Yeah. You would have been like, "I'm done. I'm out." Design much this, Patrick. Right? I wouldn't use "design much" as a verb. No. No. No, you wouldn't. Because no. it's a. It's a. It's a noun. It's a thing <laughs> that lives and breathes. Yeah. It's a noun. Uh, anyway, um, this is the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, Patrick, to start us off, <laughs> yes. I just want to take some time to thank all of our users, all of our listeners. Is this the gratitude journal part? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. To thank them all for uh, for listening, for for submitting wonderful topics, mm-hmm. for uh, your iTunes reviews, and for being awesome designers and a great community of of humble people. Yeah, I would. I would. Uh you would agree with I that. would agree with that yeah. I'm not sure I <laughs> know what that means yet <laughs> that means I agree when you knock that means you agree yeah so it means you agree yeah okay so there there other listeners right now are knocking on their tables or their steering wheels or their dashboards their agreeing with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah we got we got good reviews we've got People seem to like the podcast, mm-hmm. the pod. Yep. If they hated it, we would still keep doing it, though. Yeah, right? that's true. So, I mean, it's great to have them, <laughs> and we're grateful for them. <laughs> and we're grateful for the, was there two people that bought shirts? We're grateful for that. That was yeah, nice. that's right. Two people. That was nice. That's been um, really big help. Let's see, let's see in 2020 if we can double that number. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, that's a big two, ask. 200% sales. <laughs> But speaking of gratitude, Andy, let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving before we get into our topic. Okay. Now, what is your take on Thanksgiving? Do you are you a Thanksgiving oh dear enjoyer or are you a Thanksgiving hater? Okay. Um, <laughs> I am not. I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of Thanksgiving as a holiday. <laughs> I'll just say that now because yeah, this is going to be one hell of a polarizing <laughs> podcast, Andy. Is it really? Yeah. Do you do you like Thanksgiving? I hate. I don't like Thanksgiving. Okay. I um I think it's in terms of a celebration, 
of something like it's it really just like the the being thankful part is great right you take some time as people to be thankful for something i think that's Mm -hmm. the best part of it the rest of it is like you're just really sitting down to eat a lot of food which you kind of do every day and i don't think that's super special yeah i I would agree and uh the the watching football (coughs) i am not a fan of watching football that's not special to me um, the thing I do like is the part that's not Thanksgiving, which is like <laughs> all of the electronics that go on sale. <laughs> yeah. That's something I can appreciate for sure that I am thankful You're for. You're a Black Friday guy? I'm a Black Friday You're guy. You're a Black black Thanksgiving. It's not even Friday anymore. It's just like yeah. I, think, I think Black Friday deals start right now. It's kind of like Black November. Yeah. Black month. Yeah. <laughs> not to be confused with Black <laughs> yeah, History. I was going to say, that's <laughs> February, right? Um. <laughs> No, I agree. I agree with you, Andy. I don't, A, I don't understand why we need more than one day or why we need one day a year to be grateful for the things we have in our lives should be every damn day, right? Uh, So that doesn't make sense to me. I don't also see how the gratitude part goes into the traditional Thanksgiving part of like, (laughs) like, pilgrims and stuff coming here and like i don't get that part at all i don't get that connection at all i mean you know the story right yeah it's just it's 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 and why we would celebrate that i don't really understand either but like that whole part plus i agree with you like this is not something that americans do on any like (laughs) like americans do this every sunday yeah (laughs) like in general like Hey, family, come over, have some turkey or ham or whatever and watch mm-hmm. football and do this and blah, you know. It's like if it was a very unique food of some kind or had a connection to something to celebrate, then maybe. Yeah. I just don't quite understand why it's a holiday. Yeah. But I never have. I, I agree. The, fu- the food is not unique. Like just eating like turkey yeah. and mashed potatoes, like that is a Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And <laughs> like also like pies. Come on. Pies. Yeah. Pies? Who eats pies? Right. (laughs) Nobody wants pies. Nobody wants that. (laughs) But like, yeah, you'll like you'll have that like every Sunday. You'll you do that all the time. This time you just kind of buy a lot more food that you're going to throw away. Yeah. And you spend a lot more time doing dishes, like because Mm -hmm. you you know you got out the nice, the fancy china, right? Like the. (laughs) And it just aggravates people. People get mad at each other. It's like (laughs) we just go to we go to the Olive Garden on Friday. Like just that's it. That's the thing. Just. Just when you're there, sit down and say, hey, I'm thankful for you guys. Just like. You should do that. On a regular Every basis. Sunday, you should say, I'm yeah. thankful for you guys. And you should follow the same rules you follow on <laughs> Thanksgiving. Do not talk about politics to your family members. Politics or religion are out. Yeah, don't talk which, about any Which won't happen. It will happen. It will happen. Thursday. Yeah, yeah one person's going to say, oh, can you believe what's going on with this and that? Yeah. And, then, and then everybody blows up. And then it's like. Somebody, somebody's going to come up. You hear about Hillary? What Hillary did? It's like, oh, okay, here we go. And then you just want to sit at the kid table, right? Yeah. Which the best part of Thanksgiving is the kid table. Yeah. Or the mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. You a mashed potato guy? Yeah, they're pretty good. My problem with those is they are way too filling. Like you'll have just a little bit and you're done. You don't need any. Well, you, you got to be else. careful with those because they're more like the mortar. Exactly. Between the bricks. Exactly. Those, they're yeah. just like way You too want filling. enough of them, but if you, you could, you could fill up completely on mortar. Yep. And then you just have like a mortar wall and exactly. like it wouldn't do anything. But there's a again. lot of those things. Like there's also like the, the rolls, which are great too. Yeah. You're going to get way too full on those. Yep. So you have to get like a little little like spoonful of each item because yeah. there's too many items. Do you eat turkey? I do, but I'm not like that big of a, like <laughs> not that big of a fan of just that 
that format of turkey. Yeah. If it's in a sandwich, though, Patrick. Anything in a sandwich, I know, will get will will hit you right in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I made the counter offer and I put it in a sandwich? Yes. <laughs> Wish I would have done that. <laughs> All right. Thanksgiving sucks. We both agree. <laughs> the time off is nice, but we could be more productive. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, it's, we got Halloween and Christmas, the two greatest holidays of all time. Exactly. Other other than, I always like Cinco de Mayo, but people <laughs> tell me it's not a real holiday and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I'm <laughs> like, whatever. Who was telling you that? <laughs> Let's bring them on the podcast. Some people from Mexico were telling me it's not a real holiday, and I, okay. I, I was brokenhearted to think that it was not a real holiday. I didn't know that. This is the first in time Mexico I've heard where this. it's supposed to come from. No way. Yeah. Is it a made-up American holiday? No, it's not a. It's it's like it's not. They don't really like. Uh, they were telling me from where they were where they lived in Chihuahua, <laughs> Mexico. Okay. That they didn't celebrate Cinco de Mayo no at all. No way. That's amazing. And then only like lame people celebrated Cinco de Mayo. Let's add like, this. Why Why would only lame people celebrate that? It seems like a great holiday to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> why not pick May 5th and celebrate something? I mean, I mean, you have that. May doesn't really have you're anything. Really like, it has, I mean, you're really like hung over from May 4th. Yeah. You're celebrating all the, with all your Star Wars Yeah, stuff. but that's got to go away. I don't, drinking I don't, blue milk that's worse than <laughs> drinking the blue milk. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> That has to go away. It's not going away, Patrick. No, it needs to go away. I'm that not whole sure. thing, that whole that when people celebrate like Harry Potter's birthday it needs to go away. Oh, really? I didn't like know if that. I could put things in a shoebox and burn them and they would never show up again. Uh, the the May the Fourth be with you pun needs to be put in that shoebox and burned to death. <laughs> I hate that when people celebrate freaking fictional characters, their birthdays. Like, that's got to go away. Right, Andy? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Have you ever celebrated Harry Potter's birthday? I don't know when his birthday is. Yeah, just like a normal human being should know. A normal know. human being. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing so many listeners. Birthdays, right are, birthdays are questionable just for real humans if we need to celebrate them every year, let alone freaking Harry Potter. Like. Yeah. Anyway, if you're above like if you're above <laughs> like 18, you don't need to celebrate your birthday anymore. No, not until you get closer to death. Then you celebrate it. Yeah, like when you hit 60, 65, 70, 80. <laughs> What's the point there, though? It'd be the same thing as when you're coming up from zero to 18. <laughs> the only difference is you don't know when you're gonna die. So it's like you gotta start at some point. You gotta guess. You're like, we're gonna celebrate my birthday for 18 years until I die, but we don't know when it's gonna happen. So. You start at like 65, 66. Okay. Because you should celebrate that. I mean, if, you're, if you've lived 85 years on this earth, if you survived that, you should celebrate your birthday. Okay. But a 31-year-old guy doesn't need to celebrate his birthday. No. There's no it makes no sense. No. Maybe 30. You know, like maybe the milestones. Like you hit 18, then you hit... 21 I think 21 you should you should quit that should be like your big boom big celebration go out drink alcohol all that stuff sure unless you're in Europe and then it's like you drank <laughs> since you were a kid or since whatever. you were like eight yeah yeah so like but at least <laughs> at least in the United States it's like 21 go out get lit and then celebrate being an adult 
And then when you're 30, you can kind of celebrate being an adult, but okay. in more of a depressing, like, this sucks to be an adult mm-hmm. way. And then 65. Just, like, quit after that. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I want to go on the record, though, and say, like, there's a difference between <laughs> celebrating your birthday and getting birthday presents. Because, like, celebrating is when you, like, throw yourself a party and, yeah. you, like, have all your friends over. Are and you? you? Post it on Instagram. I still want to get birthday uh, presents, That's what Patrick. I thought you were doing. That's the American way right yeah, there. Yeah, I love getting birthday presents. So. Just another fake holiday to receive stuff. Yeah. That's all it is. The receiving is great. Yep. Okay, we're in, it, we're in this 12 minutes already. <laughs> It's a good opener. Should we uh, <laughs> should we talk about an actual design topic? Now? I think we probably should. Patrick. From one of our grateful, grateful listeners. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and spin up the random number generator machine here. Okay. And it looks like <laughs> our... It's quiet today. It's a little quiet yeah. today. Yeah. It's uh, worrying more efficiently than most days. Yeah. So our topic today, Patrick, comes from... <laughs> Uh, a listener named Paul Fox. Ooh, Paul Fox. Yes. And the topic is a pretty interesting one. It is uh, designers being, or yeah, designers being threatened by each other's skills. Mm, this is a good one. So let's let's unpack this. What does that mean? So if a designer designers is threatened by threatened. another designer's skills. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you, Andy? Have you ever worked with a designer that you felt was better than you for some reason even if it wasn't true maybe and you felt threatened by their skills yes who you have i have i have felt not exactly threatened yeah but i have definitely worked with designers that are better than me in every aspect (laughs) in every (laughs) job i've had i've worked with designers that are better than me um and um not exactly threatened you know per se but i have felt like dang i gotta step up my game right um, and, and, you know, in whatever aspect they're better at me then, right? Um, so I don't know if I really... But your approach that. was different because you were like, you, the, there was the recognition that this designer was better than me or all of the designers were better than me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a recognition of that fact, but your reaction was not to be threatened by that. Mm-hmm. Your reaction was to learn or improve or, or improve yourself so you could be as good as them or better than them, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Has has any other designer ever like treated you poorly because you weren't as good as they like as good as they perceived themselves to be? I mean, I've worked with lots of designers that have treated me poorly, Patrick. <laughs> Just looking at one right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why she's in here. <laughs> No, I, uh, <laughs> thinking <laughs> back to my career, I can't really think of uh, um, anything like that. Someone treating me poorly. Fortunately, I haven't had that that um, scenario in my life. Yeah, it sounds like a very toxic environment. Yeah, but you you kind of approached it as not not necessarily even. That's why I was asking. Like, it wasn't in your case. It's not necessarily like there's a chip on my shoulder to be better than them and take them out. It's yeah. more like. I just want to make sure that I, I just there's a recognition that they're better than I am and I have skills that I need to improve on. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I can use them to improve on those skills or just improve on my skills to be in their realm of skilldom. They're like <laughs> level like they're like they're like a level three and you're like a level two mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got to get up there. Right. I would agree. Yeah. Like yeah. it's um, yeah, definitely like 
as I've grown as a designer, I realize like it's okay, it's okay to like not have everything down because nobody does. Yeah. Um, I think in any profession, nobody has anything like everything you know perfectly mastered. Of course. Um, <clears throat> I don't so. know the gas station tenant over the holiday. Are they that I visit every once in a while? He's got a down. Does he have science. it down? Yeah, I would. What does he do that's so good? If there was like a Golden Globe equivalent of being a gas station like attendant, <laughs> he would win every year, man. Like Lifetime Achievement Award. Really? He's just super friendly, nice guy. He's been there for years. Great okay. dude. Great dude. Okay. That's that's really good to hear. So that's, let's not sing that. There's, there's a couple. There's a couple where you can really perfect this. I, I think we should bring that guy in. I want to learn from him. That sounds yeah, really great. Maybe maybe we'll bring him in. <laughs> ask him how. Ask him when the donuts are delivered. <laughs> there is so there. Um, kind of speaking to this, this made me think of something. There's a uh, an illustration um, by this really awesome designer named Pablo Stanley. I don't know if you've ever heard of bring him. Up Pablo. Pablo, I love Pablo. And there's this illustration that has, I've seen it once and it's always stuck with me. I just like saw it on Twitter. <laughs> and it's like, um, it, it has like two two panes and it shows like, um, and I'll just try to describe this the best I can. <laughs> there's two panes to this illustration. On the left it has like uh, j- this like guy and it's, it says um, junior designer. And this junior designer like going into a critique has all of this armor, <laughs> like this like this knight's armor and everything. And he's like, it's all geared up to go. He's very afraid to go get this feedback. And then the next pane over is um, labeled senior designer. And it shows this like, this like designer with his like shirt off and he's like, his <laughs> arms is open. He's like free to receive floating this. Floating on a cloud. Floating yeah. on a cloud. Free to receive this feedback. <laughs> and um, that has like been like the biggest thing for me. <laughs> I always think about that. And it's that like you're so ready to just, and it, like that's like speaks hum- humility to me. Like mm-hmm. you're always just ready to learn something new and it doesn't matter if someone's better. Like I think that that illustration of the junior designer felt very threatened. So they're like yeah. very like, you know. Well, and obviously up. defensive, right? And defensive, exactly. Like you're in this defensive mode. Yeah. And you, yeah, you're, you're putting on your armor so you can defend your territory. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the other guy's like, I don't throw, shoot an arrow in my chest. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to live. Exactly. Yeah. And we've talked about this a little bit. Like mm-hmm. some designers are very insecure um, because design is such a, a strange profession. Like you you feel like everybody doesn't know what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and one day they're just going to come up and be like, why do I pay you all this money? Yeah. Like anybody can, you know, sketch this wireframe <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> I could do that too. You're like, all right. Yeah. You got Game's me. up. What took that's you so long. that's what I hope. I hope I go out like that. Like when the when when every, when everybody turns around and says, "What do you guys actually do?" I'm gonna be like, "All right, nice, <laughs> nice knowing you guys." <laughs> I'll just leave my computer here, and I'll be out. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be like, "Oh, you don't know the ROI of a design." I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like. <laughs> I want to be like, "Oh, the end is it's it's done." It's done. Just lower me down. It was a good run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My design team so say, I tried. <laughs> I got away with it for a while. <laughs> no, but I feel I'm like in my career, I've been through I I I've been through times where I've been very insecure. And I think even yeah. like I think even like now, like you get insecure about designs. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't that doesn't change. But I think um yeah, you get insecure about designs, your ideas, everything like that. Uh, but I think 
I, I don't know. I always thought the sign of a good senior designer was somebody who was humble. Yeah. And I think to Paul's point that I think he's trying to bring up is he's probably experienced people that were senior designers that were not humble. Mm-hmm. And they were threatened by other, you know, they were threatened by other designers. Or yeah. maybe even he feels like he's threatened by other designers. And I think that's that's a sign. Like in my in my mind, that's always been a sign of immaturity. Mm-hmm. Um I think we all have that emotion, right? The insecure, like, oh, I don't know. But it's like how we deal with it. Like in your case, you kind of dealt with it more like, well, I got to step up my game somehow. Yeah. Hopefully you hopefully you go to those other designers and they're, they're humble enough to help you out. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to, you know, kick you in the teeth and knock you down and make you put the armor on. You know, hopefully they're more of the zen-like people that want you to be zen-like, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I always I – always I, I've always seen I've always seen that as like that's the the hallmark of a senior designer is the day you realize that you suck at design. Yeah, has always been kind of more my motto. I think I remember telling you guys that, like the day that you realize that you're not a good designer is the day that you become like the senior <laughs> designer. <laughs> and then the following day is the day where you realize that you 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 have skills and you want to share those with other people. Like to me, that's what a senior designer title would mean at any company. That's awesome. Or anywhere. And so I always, I've always struggled with this because like when I've interviewed other places or when I've done other things, uh, as a more skilled designer, we all have different skills because we all come from different places. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard to compare skills together, you know, even though you're both, even though we're both UX designers or product designers, it's hard to compare those skills one-to-one because you know, there's just so many that you can have and there's so many different perspectives you can have on it. So it's hard to compare those skills. But I'm, I but I remember being, you know, like getting interviewed and interviewing people and, you know, other people being threatened by, you know, kind of pushing you aside, you know, at, when you can totally see that you can add something to their team. Yeah. Like you're like, no, the skill that I have is actually really good for your team. But then that other team is like, yeah, but you're going to take my job if we hire you or you're going to like come in and try to like run the place or you're going to come in and give all these other ideas. That's where I feel like that's where that's where your uh, that's where your insecurity and your immaturity as a designer shows. Yeah, because I feel like that while there are people that will be jerks, right, and come in and do that, I think that's a different case. I think there's legit people that would come in and try to do harm on your team. Like as a, as a hiring manager, like I think there are people that you would you could hire that can damage your team, damage your product. Yeah, definitely. Stuff like that. I think that's a different thing than this person is good. This person's a good designer and you're in a group interview and you're like, "Man, this you know, she's talking about everything that's like everything she's talking about is so good." And then you're starting to feel like that, "Oh, if if my manager hires her, then that makes me look bad because they're a better designer than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the kind of thing where I think that's where, like that's where people can get threatened by other people, and then that that turns into I don't want to hire, I don't want to work with that person because they're not a culture fit. Yeah, you know, or I don't want to work with that person because you know they make up a story, and I think that's. I think that's bad. I think that's very toxic. Yeah. And you think of like the outcome of that, like if, if you did hire that person that you know is really good at this thing, 
they could teach you that thing. Yeah. You could become a really good designer. Yeah. But, you know, by saying, no, I don't want them there, it just leaves you in the dark in your own vacuum of not learning this thing. Yeah. Um, so it's like it actually damages you in the long run for sure. Yeah, it could damage the team. It could damage, I mean, it could stagnate, stagnate everyone for yeah. sure. Like, I think it's good. I think it's a good practice to have people that are better at other skills that you're not good at, yeah. right, to work with. Yeah, what's that saying? Like, surround yourself by people who are better than you at everything. Or yeah, something. yeah, something it's like not that. Exactly that. But, but there's a lot of there's a lot of companies though that I think, and, and I don't, I don't. There's a term for this, uh, like that that philosophy. Like a manager will only hire people that are not as good as them, so they can yeah they can elevate themselves, you mm-hmm. know, for to their bosses. And I think that's totally one hundred percent in this realm of they feel threatened by other people. Yeah. When in actuality, like, if you're a manager of a team, like, uh, you know, when we started building a team here at Canopy, it was like, I want to hire people that aren't me. I want to hire people that are way better than me. That was just my, like, initial thought because if I hire a bunch of people like me, then I know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to look what I like. like it's going to be what I do, right? But if you hire a bunch of other people that are better than you, then it's going to be better with the idea that, oh, if, if – Personally, in my career and my growth, that would make me look better because I hired people that were better than me as yeah. a manager yeah, or hiring exactly. manager rather than the opposite. Like rather than being like, well, they're, they're going to make me look bad. I thought they would make I thought that would make me look better. And maybe I'm naive and that's silly, but I, I don't know. I think that that just makes more sense to me. No, and if they are better, they can do the job better. Then good for them. Let them do the. Yeah, let them do the freaking job better. It's good for the users. It's good for everybody. And like, think about like if you put yourself like in the shoes of your manager. Say say you're the hiring manager of a UX designer, and then your manager looks and sees like, oh, Patrick is really good at hiring people that are (laughs) good at doing their job. Versus he's he can hire people and fill in positions, but they're not very good at their job. But everybody sucks. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's it's always good to hire the people that are, that are like, really good. That's what yeah. you want to look for, right? Yeah. Even if you, like, if you <laughs> notice they might be better than you, you probably should do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Patrick, if you are uh, a designer who has felt this in the past, um, felt Like, threatened, felt threatened or been on the other side? Yeah, or, yeah, you felt, yeah. If, if you felt threatened, basically. If, yeah. you're, if you felt this before and you've not wanted to have somebody join your team or not wanted to work with somebody because you think they would look better than you, what steps do you think you would take to try to reverse this? I think it's hard. It's hard. Oh, yeah. The, the first one would be take the armor off. You know, with, with Pablo's cartoon, mm-hmm. with his illustration, the first thing that you would notice between the two things is the armor, right? Yeah. And that's the defensive nature. I think. I think – because design is subjective, because design has a lot of, because it's not done all, the only, it's not only done one way, it can be done a million different ways. I think it's it's way easy. It's a, it's a profession that's really easy to get defensive in. Yeah. Uh, especially because, as we all know, uh, according to Spool, everybody can do it. So it's like, why not? You know, like you, like it's, it's way too easy to get defensive when everybody in society can do a better job than you. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> so I think that would be the first thing is to take the armor off and look at it from what skills you can offer everyone else. Like mm-hmm. what are your skills that you can offer? So take, yeah, take the armor off, say what skills that, I, that I'm really good at, and then double down on those things and not worry so much about your weaknesses. Like you don't, you don't have to be a good designer and just – 
always constantly try to fill all the gaps of your own weaknesses because some of those may always be weaknesses yeah like some of those may always be things that you're just not very good at no matter how much practice but if you're good at something already that means you can be way better at it right Mm -hmm. you can just always constantly improve i think that would be my thing is like it like in my like in my personal case that's what i've tried to do anyway is like what am I good at? And ask people what you're good at. Yeah. Take down the armor and say, what, according, we've worked together for a year and a half or two years or whatever it is. Like, what am I, what are my strengths? What am I, what am I good at? And then take those back and then double down on those. Yeah. Not only will it make you feel better because you can be like, well, I am good at stuff. <laughs> I don't just suck. I mean, hopefully, hopefully people don't come back and like, I can't think of anything. <laughs> you're real good at, coming to work on time that's (laughs) great at that (laughs) well let me double down and come five minutes early every day (laughs) like hopefully there's some actual like strengths that you offer i would i would hope yeah but yeah like tear that down and then quit being defensive about you know your stuff because everybody everybody has feedback for you Mm -hmm. and as a designer that's your job is to facilitate that feedback yeah put it into you know get that feedback and then synthesize it down into a nice design that's good for everyone right exactly. and good for your customers i mean it's being humble it's what it is exactly and as designers you know we're always like looking for like we're trying to uncover those pains those user pains that they're feeling with experiences mm-hmm. imagine if you tried to do that with your manager Ooh. you sat down with your manager like what what pain do you experiencing there's with a, me there's a novel idea <laughs> Talk to your manager. Yes. And wow. some managers may not be great at this, at telling you mm-hmm. what you're not great at or helping you improve. But if you're not already, I would definitely look for ways, like talk to your manager and try to find, um, open a dialogue with them and talk about yeah. where you can improve as a, an employee of the company, as yeah. a designer. Yeah. What, what what do I need to improve? What's what's good about me? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you... Uh, Hopefully you have a good manager that's at least open to that conversation. Some managers aren't. I think a lot of managers are not great managers. You know, they're kind of put as, they're they're put in as managers because they're the most senior person or whatever. So they're not quite as good, but you can coach them up. You know, that's, that's your job as as a, one of their team members. Yeah. Is to help them become a better manager. If they don't know how to do it, you could just, and if they're yeah. not doing it, you're like, well, I want to tell you, I want to get feedback from you. Yeah. Give I'm them not, a challenge. Let, yeah. them, let them become better managers. Exactly. You mentor them. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can all learn from each other, right, Patrick? <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, designers that are better than us or designers mm-hmm. that are maybe worse than us. You can learn something from them. Yep. You don't know. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah. It's a good one. Does, that, so. does that work? I think that works. It's a good episode. Yeah. Um, back to Thanksgiving real quick. <laughs> Wait, I have to say something before Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you brought something up, and I forgot <laughs> to, like, answer your question, like, a long time ago. A I, long I time ago? at the beginning of this episode. Oh, okay. Which was a long time ago, right? Yeah. Um, I left Canopy, Patrick. Yeah, you did. And I joined another team. Um, so I actually joined the Workfront design mm-hmm. team. So shout out to all those all those peeps. Shout out to the peeps at Workfront. Yeah, shout out to the peeps at Workfront. Great all the peeps back there. at Workfront. <laughs> yeah, because I just yeah. came from there. Yeah. So yeah. it's back where I came from. <laughs> at Workfront. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a work back? 
<laughs> is there another company called Workback? I'm sure there is. Or is there another company called? Uh, <laughs> Let's Google this. Called yeah, Google Workback. See what you get. Uh, or is there another company? What's the opposite of work? Would it be? Uh, it's not lazy. You, no. No, it would be like. I'm not working. I'm stagnating. No, that's like more progress. I'm not doing work front. Sans work front. There's this, apparently a thing called a work back schedule. I don't know what that means. Oh, that sounds weird. But I don't see a company called work back. Man. There should that's be maybe. interesting. Very yeah. interesting, Patrick. Um, I, I have a task for you. Handy before the next episode or next couple of episodes. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> return to Workfront. <laughs> and I do want to know where the name comes from. I've never really known that. Okay. It seems like a it seems like a very unique name. I like it. It's got a good ring to it and everything. You sure. Know? But uh, I don't know where it comes from. Like, what's the what's the origin of the Workfront? I'll have to find out. And then I really do. I really love the lion logo. I do too. Like that's a that's a pretty sweet logo. It's a solid logo. Um, but how does that relate to Workfront? Like, are they ravenous about working? Like, I, I don't. I just. I don't. I don't quite. I love the brand and I love it all. You but I don't. don't I don't. I don't see the origin. I don't. I don't know how the origin is. <clears throat> There's probably some like uh, PDF floating around over there in the office that you can grab and. I think there literally has like is, the origin of the like Workfront. All of the brand guidelines and everything. I could probably even Google it right now That's and learn possible, about it. But you should just make me do it. That <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> um, alternatives to Thanksgiving turkey. Andy, real quick. Uh, number one, spicy orange honey glazed ham. I was going to say that, dude. <laughs> ham is the best. It is ham so is much better. Way better than it turkey. Is so much better. Is ham better than turkey because it's. It, it's more like the consistency of a human. What? You know when they use <laughs> You know when they do experiments about humans? They don't want to use humans to do experiments? Like, what would happen if you stabbed a human 17 times? Like, what does the skin do? Things like that, you know? Like, they, use they want to do... This? They use pig. No way. Which is ham, right? Okay. At least that's what I've assumed. I, because, <laughs> because pigs have a similar body chemistry and consistency as a human being okay you know they're fat full of goo stuff like that yeah exactly versus like a turkey is <laughs> really like a bird it's a dinosaur so it's like <laughs> <laughs> anyway weird relation to cannibalism there number two rosemary glazed cornish hens have you ever had a cornish hen no i have never had a cornish hen rosemary glaze sounds me. good but the rest of it i don't know about that yeah it sounds kind of bony <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds like you're, like like you eat a fish with like you get those thin bones. Because yeah. a Cornish hen's like a little small hen. Yeah, just, it's yeah, like a little it's small like thing. It's like a baby like hen, mini turkeys, right? Yeah. Uh, garlic number three: garlic rosemary beef tenderloin roast. Now I can get behind this. Whoa! All day, any day. Amazing. Yes, Anything man. with garlic, rosemary, beef, <laughs> with the name tenderloin. Yeah. Stick it in my mouth. I don't care what it is. Uh, number four, braised lamb chops with cranberry harissa chutney. I don't know what that is. Have you ever had lamb? Do you eat lamb? No, I don't eat no, lamb. No, I don't. 
yeah, I'm not into that. That seems seems wrong, right? It does. Lamb? It kind of does. Uh, rum, number five, rum and pomegranate ro- roast duck. Mm, I'm not a big duck fan. You're a big duck fan? Mm-mm. I've never had duck. This this number six sounds completely, this sounds like heresy, and like this is, it sounds worse than a turkey, although it has pizza in it, so <laughs> maybe. Brussels sprout mushroom pizza. No. That's a solid no, right? That's a solid no. Like, why would no. you – like, if you're going to pick Brussels a pizza, why would you pizza? put Brussels sprouts and mushrooms on and it? And mushrooms especially. Ugh. Makes no sense. Ugh. Number seven, lasagna with pumpkin and sage-infused no. something. No. I can't say that last name. I don't name. need – the lasagna piece sounds wonderful. I don't need pumpkin. You don't need pumpkin? No. I always associate pumpkin more with Halloween. Yes. More than I why do – Why is it part of Thanksgiving? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's the pumpkin pie element, but – I don't get it. Yeah, but that's still pie. Like, you could do without that and be just fine as a human. Yep. Uh, uh, number eight, oven roast duck legs with butternut squash puree. <laughs> what? Duck legs? <laughs> duck legs. Uh, this one says, seared and then roasted. These duck legs are super crispy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, duck legs. Yeah, that's. A, I don't know how you can eat I that. think that's a hard no for me, a duck leg. I don't. I can't imagine eating that. They just have little legs, too. They don't, like, there's, there's no, no meat. There's like, no is there meat on, on a duck leg? It's got to be, They're just, like, like, little sticks with flappers on them. 100% bone, right? Yeah, maybe there's meat up where the leg goes inside where all the oh, feathers are. Oh, okay. I guess that's part I of it. I don't know. Leg. I'm not a biologist. I have no idea. Uh, number nine, butternut, apple, and goat cheese stuffed pork tenderloin. Can you get behind that, I Andy? so. There's tenderloin in that word. Tenderloin plus pork. Yeah, pork. And goat cheese. I'm a little worried about the apple. It might well, just be a okay. light sneezing, though. Yeah, that was not right. a problem. Uh, number ten, <laughs> uh, stuffed butternut squash. That seems wrong and mm. uh, not not something that you should eat. What is butternut? It's squash. Oh, that's the part. That's the squash. Yeah, that's, that's the, the type squash. of squash. Butternut squash. What are you stuffing the squash with then? Uh, we, it says, we don't know about you, but this sounds like heaven to us. Not to mention, it's healthy and hearty, so you won't feel guilty about going back for a second helping. It doesn't tell us anything about what's stuffed in that butternut squash. That's interesting. Um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not opposed to squash. I've I had, am. I've had some good squash. You've had good, good squash? Yeah. And I, think it's, I don't think it's real. It's don't like squash. It's real? <laughs> I think it's something we should be eating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it seems really bland and like, yeah, why would anybody want to? seems like a food you have to do a lot, too, to make it taste good. Well, you do. You put like a lot of butter yeah. on it. Yeah. And then it's great. <laughs> yeah. Which is like anything. Yeah. I mean, you could put, let's take this piece of paper. Let's put a bunch of butter on it. Would you eat it for 10 bucks? Yeah, I'd probably eat it for it, 10 Well, if bucks. I'm being paid to eat it, that's yeah. one thing. Would you eat, if I gave you a piece of paper with butter all over, would you eat it? Depends on how much you pay me. <laughs> and this is like melted butter. Next time I'll design much okay. podcast. How much money will it take for Andy to eat a piece of paper covered with butter? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andy. Have fun on have fun on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, man. See ya see you in December. Alrighty. 